Hi, my name's Don Anderson, and this is Missing Pieces, MPE Life. This is Season 4, Episode 10, Doppelgangers. So before we get to our episode, which is going to be a great one, I wanted to try something new. And it's something I wanted to try for a while, and that is comedy. (laughs) N-P-E comedy. So I've written three different comedy sketches. Fake phone calls between a daughter and her mom and daughter and a possible bio father. I'm going to have one on the show today and then one on the next following shows for a total of three. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Funny or die, you tell me. Here we go. Skit number one. Hello, Kathy. Hey, Mom. You have a sec? Plenty of time. What's going on? I got my results back from Ancestry. I've got a lot of things on my plate today. What happened to plenty of time? There's work to be done. You retired four years ago. So? Listen, Ancestry says Dad isn't my dad. Perhaps they mean metaphorically, darling. He was never a great father, was he? I'm pretty sure they mean biologically. I'm matching with a half-brother named David, and Olivia only shows up as my half-sister, and she isn't related to David at all. Kathy, are you seriously going to believe that junk science? They must have gotten your DNA mixed up with someone else. Well, if that's true, why do I match with Olivia? Mom. You obviously had a fling with this David's dad. That's nonsense. Does it say who his dad is, darling? How many flings did you have? Maybe you could narrow it down for me. Honey, seriously, your tone. Does it say what state he's from? I don't know, Mom. Maybe you could list all the geographical regions where you've had affairs. How about that, Mom? Don't get all excited, dear. And you mustn't tell your father about this. You'll only upset him. Mom, I'm not keeping your secret. Oh, grow up, dear. Secrets are what keep families together. I don't know. Maybe I should add a laugh track. (laughs) I don't know. Love it or hate it. There it is. NPE comedy. So I want to remind you guys about the summit coming up. The Untangling Our Roots Summit. It's... April 25th through the 28th, and it's in Denver, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's like a summit that unites adoptees, DCPs, and of course, us NPEs. And I mentioned it before, but I'm going to mention it again. Me, Lily from MPE Stories, and Eve from Everything's Relative are going to be doing our own little panel. In that panel, we're going to be making a podcast with your help audience participation so it's going to be great please come and support us we need people in the room and when you sign up at untanglingourroots.org at some point you'll be able to choose which panels you want to go to please choose ours so we can get a lot of people packed in there don't forget book it now you still can get cheap flights cheap hotel and cheap registration there's early bird registration check it out go to untanglingourroots.org and I'll see you there. Oh, by the way, our panel is going to be on Friday. So make sure you get there by Friday. So on today's episode, there's going to be two different voices you're going to hear other than mine. 
and the voices sound very similar. <laughs> so I introduce them when they come on. I think by the end of it, you'll be able to figure it out because there's a little nuance in each of the voices, but um, I think it's going to be a great episode. And without any further ado, here's our first guest, Jen. I'm Jen. I currently live in northern Michigan, but I grew up outside Philadelphia. I'm 43 years old. I had sort of an interesting family makeup. I grew up with three older brothers who are half-brothers from my mom's first marriage. So I'd always known them to be my half-brothers, but always called them my brothers. You know, it was always very... um, you know, it was always just part of the whole story because we knew my brother's dad, my brother's dad's family. You know, we would get together for holidays with all of them. Um, and yeah, it was pretty, it, it felt pretty normal to me. Um, you know, people would say, oh, they're your half brothers. And I would just say, well, they're my brothers. You know, kind of a funny story from being a kid. I, I didn't really understand that brothers could be people who were close to your own age. I thought they, they were teenage boys <laughs> when I was small and I would, you know, see other older kids and on the street and say, Oh, those, those boys are almost old enough to be brothers. <laughs> I never really felt uh, different or out of place. I f- did feel like I looked like my brothers and my mother. Um, so no one ever really questioned it. There was always kind of a family, um, you know, mythos that I looked so much like all of us looked so much like my mother's parents that we all had, you know, my, my grandfather's nose. That was just the the family joke that that nose had traveled down through the ages. It was very normal. At least I thought so. Um, you know, just growing up in the suburbs outside Philly, um, never moved anywhere, stayed in the same house until I left for college. Um, yeah, uh, my, my older brothers, um, you know, had moved out. So I was sort of kind of, uh, uh, a youngest child, kind of an only child because my brothers were out of the house when I was pretty young. So, um, you know, we, we got to see, you know, I have uh, six nieces and nephews. Um, so I was, I got to be the, the cool aunt Jen as they were all, you know, being born and, and growing up. Oh, right. And how much older was the youngest brother? They are 9, 11, and 13 years older than I am. Oh, okay. So is there anything significant that happened between your childhood and when you did a DNA test that would be part of the story? Truly nothing significant. I honestly only did this DNA test because it was 23 and me, and I was interested in you know, what they claim to be these, you know, health marker, um, results. You know, I, I, my mother had had breast cancer and I was curious about, you know, seeing if I could find any information about my risk for that. Um, that was, that was, that was it. And I took that test in 2018 and just looked at the health stuff and not the family stuff because, my parents had put together some pretty extensive family trees in ancestry and I wasn't even interested. You know, I figured they've got that all under control. I don't need to be looking at my 
family tree. I can just log in. They even had given me their login. And, you know, I said, I can check that out whenever I want. So I didn't look. I did. um, I do have interest, you know, uh, throughout my life, I've been really interested in knowing about, um, you know, the family history. And I talked to my parents both about it quite a bit. Um, I did a bunch of school projects as I was growing up about, you know, my dad's family and um, when they had come over from Europe and, you know, same with my mother's family, um, looking into it quite a bit, talking with them about it a lot. And, you know, I have I have the Bible that my my dad's great grandmother brought over on a boat from Switzerland. Oh, wow. Which is very cool. <laughs> It's in this beautifully carved wooden box. Oh, I love stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so did you look at your ethnicity when you got the 23andMe results? Yeah, and it all seemed very normal. Uh, it seemed like what I would expect. Um, you know, mostly German, a little bit of other stuff. I knew that my, my dad's mother um, is was... Uh, like Scottish. Um, so I saw, I guess I saw Irish in there and just figured, Oh, maybe that's it. And I I just didn't think far enough to think that it was, anything was off because everything seemed right. (laughs) Right. It wasn't like it came back Albanian or something. Exactly. Yeah. So in November of 2022, I was matched uh, in 23andMe to a first cousin. And um, I remember driving around, I wrote to this person right away. And I said, hey, how strange. I am pretty sure I know who all my first cousins are. My family's pretty small. And um, I honestly only had two first cousins on my mom's side, and no first cousins on my dad's side. So my dad was one of three, but he was the only one to have children. So she wrote back and she said, oh, how strange. Uh, we, we sent a few messages back and forth and shared family names. And she, you know, she said that she lived in basically where I grew up. And so I said, we have to be related. You live where I grew up. And um, she said, let me ask my uncle. He knows a bit more about the genealogy of our family. And then not long after that, she completely blocked me. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, of course, I went down this uh, very obsessive rabbit hole because and, she'd given me some family names. So let me ask you a question real quick. Did she, mm-hmm. do you, how do you know she blocked you? Does You just didn't see her anymore? Uh, yes, she she completely disappeared. And I, I wrote to customer service for 23andMe and I said, how did this person disappear? You know, what? Uh, I can't find this person. And I, I can see, you know, the, the remnants of our messages, but I can't see anything. And, you know, they're like, well, sometimes people turn their, uh, turn their sharing off. <laughs> like, huh. So. Did that make you suspicious? Uh, yeah, I felt. So <laughs> I, I was definitely very curious. Um, it like, like threw my curiosity into high gear and, and then, I used the, yeah. Let me ask you a quick question. So at the time had, 
did you match with any of your mom's relatives? And so you knew that this was on your dad's side? So I didn't know where it was. Um, And, you know, then I did kind of go in and look at the people that were in my matches. And um, I only recognized names from my mom's side. And everything else was pretty distant relatives. And I didn't, you know, I didn't have the tools or the wherewithal to kind of track back that far to a fifth cousin. Um, So I basically took the names that this person had given me and I started kind of trying to piece things together, find some obituaries and things like that. And I, I, I cooked up a theory (laughs) Um, because obviously what, the actual, yeah, the actual truth never came to my mind, um, that my grandfather had, you know, fathered a child out of, you know, secretly, which didn't seem right to me from everything I knew about my grandparents. They're, they're both deceased, but, uh, it was the only thing I could think that my mother had this brother and that person was the the father of my first cousin match on 23 and me so I, yeah so i waited a bit for my parents to come back from florida so it was a few months uh it was may may 4th <laughs> of 2023 uh i decided i was going to reveal this crazy secret about my mother <laughs> to my mother <laughs> and uh my my husband and I went over to see them for dinner and you know I said hey I I I have to tell you something I matched to this person and you know I I, I the only thing I can think is that you know your father um you know fathered a child out there and 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 now I have this first cousin so and you have a uh you know, a sibling out there. And both my parents just stopped me and said, no, actually, we know what it is. We used a donor to conceive you. And I was just completely shocked. Um, I had, I remembered having read about and, you know, listened to podcast episodes about this happening to people. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, but I, yeah, yeah. I think it, um, I think it was maybe, you know, the, the podcast, uh, Modern Love. I think there might've been an episode on that show that was basically interviewing a former, um, sperm donor who connected on a DNA test to a bunch of his, the children that he he fathered and you know just talking about developing relationship with that with them and you know the, the unexpectedness and all that and I thought it was so interesting and I remember talking to my husband about it like can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine that happening to you <laughs> oh my god were there any like aha uh-huh, like oh my god this makes sense or was it just complete no no I'm I'm one of the people in the camp who had no inkling no idea, you know, um, and I, I guess that's, you know, quote unquote, thanks to the doctor who matched my parents' sperm donor to them because, you know, my dad and my bio dad have a very similar, you know, ethnicity, height, 
wait, look, um, they, they look pretty similar. Uh, one thing that occurred to me later was that I had <laughs> I had posted on Facebook years and years ago a side by side of of a photo of myself and my dad, and I was like, "How strange that I don't look like my dad." Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's that unknown thought they talk about. Exactly. We did sit and talk about it for for a good bit that night, and you know, it was just kind of. It was very strange. It was so, just so strange. You know, my my mom is the one that does all the talking. And um, plot twist. So, yeah. So, yeah. So my dad's uh, just kind of sitting there and, you know, she's she's saying that she's relieved that I finally know, but that they probably were never going to tell me. Mm. And that honestly, they didn't even really know 100 percent for sure, because it was in the time where they would mix you know, the dads and the donors sperm together. Oh, wow. Who knows if they really truly did or not. But, um, you know, that was supposedly a, pr- a pretty common practice, you know, at the time in the you know 70s, 80s. And even, you know, as far as I've learned into the 90s and 2000s, and it's sort of a way to, um, I guess, just give the parents kind of this plausible deniability and, you know, they, the doctors would say, okay, well, um, you know, just go home and assume this baby is yours. If you get pregnant, like, don't even think about it. The kid doesn't need to know. There's no reason you have to tell anyone. Um, this is just a quote unquote treatment to help you get pregnant. Hmm. So, you know, I, I have had to, struggle with being angry with my parents for never telling me but i also understand that they convince themselves otherwise convince themselves but then you know as i grew up they they just based on my behavior and what i looked like they just decided you know that they were going to believe that i was my dad's biological child right and so after you find found out Um, What was your next step? Were you like, I'm going to find out who this guy is? (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, first I went in the hot tub. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, understandable. Because it was like, we're coming over for pizza and we're going to get in the hot tub after dinner. And then, you know, I'm like, well, um, that was interesting information. I guess we're going to get in the hot tub now, (laughs) as you do. but yeah, I, I mean, and that's when it hit me and I was like, I was so upset. That's when it really kind of hit me and I got really sad. I, I I didn't want to have been the one to reveal to my dad that he wasn't my biological dad because he parented four people, my brothers and me, and was not the biological father of any of us. And he was just finding this out now. So, you know, that hurt me to have to learn. Or to, you know, it, it hurt to think that I was the one that revealed that to him. Mm. But, you know, after that, I, you know, I, I sort of pulled back from them a little bit. You know, we, we did talk. I just felt so awkward and, you know, angry um, around them for a while. It just felt so strange. And um, 
you know, just trying to come to grips with it. But at the same time, I was, you know, deep in another rabbit hole. Um, and I, I bought another, I bought an ancestry DNA kit. I took that because I joined these groups that I'd found in my Google searching and who said, you know, get your DNA. If you want to find your, your biological family, get your DNA out everywhere. So I did. (laughs) And, um, that's when, you know, it was about a month later. Um, my ancestry results came back and that's when I found Crystal. So, um, I'm Crystal. I grew up in Pennsylvania. I'm 43 years old. Um, I'm a hairstylist. I've been a hairstylist for 28 years. I'm married and I have two children of my own and two stepchildren. And I currently still live in Pennsylvania. I grew up with a pretty normal household, the four of us, my mom, my dad, myself, my brother. We had a couple of pets. I lived in the same house my entire life until I moved out um, as a you know 20-year-old. My brother is three years older than me. We grew up, you know, kind of like regular old siblings. While I was growing up, I always felt like I didn't necessarily look like the rest of my family, but I thought that I just had a magically more bubbly, outgoing personality and that I just happened to have this sparkling blonde hair and, you know, blue eyes. And I was just, you know, magically kind of blessed. Right. And what did they look like and act like? Um, so my parents both have darker hair. My mom does have blue eyes. My dad is partially Native American. So he is, you know, pretty, pretty tanned. He has black hair and hazel brown eyes. My brother has hazel green eyes and light brown hair. He always tanned very easily. You know, they're always like sun worshipers. And I was always burning and you know, I just happened to be much fairer complected. And my mom used to tell me all the time that I needed to eat liver and take iron supplements because I was so pale. She thought that I was like ill and sickly as a child all the time. My grandmother, when I was born, actually started kind of like a, a family rumor that I didn't look anything like my dad. And she really believed that I was my dad's cousin's daughter because I looked more like the coloring of Nicole my, my cousin. Um, so yeah, so she was accusing my mom of having an affair with my dad's cousin because I looked a lot like his daughter. My brother had heard that along the way when he was very young and decided he really felt like he wasn't my dad's biological son. And I never believed that of my own. Like, I always had, like, a little bit of, like, well, it's kind of weird, like, you know. But I guess this is just, you know, how things go. And I've always, like, kind of just, like, put it in the back of my mind, whatever, pass it off. Like, these are not true facts. And my mom was always very adamant that that was not true. And and my brother was always arguing with my, my mom about whether my dad was his biological father or not from the time he was a small child. When did you learn that your grandma thought that? I learned that my grandmother thought that when I was, oh, before I was 10. Um, I would say I was probably maybe eight or nine years old. Really? And did she tell yeah. you or someone told you? My mom was telling me about um, 
the stress that she had. We lived across the street from my grandmother. I grew up right across the street from her. I went to her house all the time. She was my other, that was my other house. Um, and my mom always hated hanging out with my grandmother. And my dad is very close, was very close to my grandmother when she was alive. We were all very close to her, but my mom really hated going over there. And one day she told me why that she had walked in on a conversation that my grandmother was talking about her telling people that she believed that I was my dad's cousin's daughter and that they had had an affair. And so my mom and my grandmother had kind of a strained relationship. I could see why. It's funny that she lived right across the street. You think she would have known if any hanky panky was going on, right? Who knows what she really knew. You know, I don't really know the situation of what was really going, wh- why now that in hindsight, now that I know how good my mom has been at covering up the truth, I don't know if there was ever anything going on that my grandmother really knew about that I don't know about. Right. Right. I really don't know. And my brother truly believes that that cousin of my dad's is his father. And my brother knew him personally. And I would assume that that man must have told my brother something about his and my mom's relationship for my brother to still continue thinking that man is his father. Um, I remember my brother crying and being very upset when he was probably around 11 or 12 years old, um, saying that he really believed that he wasn't my dad's biological son. He really believed that my mom was lying to him and that my dad's cousin was his father. Um, and he was very upset about it. And he truly believed that with, you know, to the depths of his soul, that my mom was lying to him about who, who his father was. And so God, that's so bizarre, right? <laughs> I take yeah. back what I said that you had a normal childhood. <laughs> But <laughs> it seemed normal to me because I didn't know any different. So, <laughs> I mean, do you think your mom had that same conversation with him? And that's where that came from? Yes. I know for a fact my mom, um, I think, was trying to really demonize my grandmother to us um, because we were very close to her. And my mom was very jealous of that, of my father's relationship with his mother and my relationship and my brother's relationship with our grandmother. So I do think that she shared that as like, your grandmother said this about me. Like, how can you still like her? Right. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's the reason for why she actually told us that my grandmother said that about her. Wow. That just must have been so, obviously your brother was so upset. Like, well, my brother was very upset. Um, and my, my brother at that point then really kind of like my brother and my mom never had a really great relationship. Honestly, my brother was always at my grandmother's house and my grandmother was more of his mother figure than my mother. Hmm. And was, and did he have a special relationship with that cousin, dad's cousin? He didn't until we were much older. We were um, probably in our late 20s when he became quite close to that cousin's son, who's also our second cousin then. Right. Um, They became 
very, very close, like best friends and really told each other everything. And they definitely honestly do look extremely uncannily alike and behave extremely uncannily the same. So I can see where he believes that. So, all right, I just have to ask, because I can't stand it. Has he ever done a mm-hmm. DNA test? He hasn't. He refuses to because he says he knows. And I told him, you know, when I finally found out about myself, um, I told him, hey, listen, like, this is the case. You were right all along. It was a lie. <laughs> like, he just didn't even, he didn't even want to hear it, really. Like, it couldn't be possible for him in his mind. Yeah, so I actually took an ancestry DNA test in 2012. Wow, that was a long I, time ago. Because I it was when it like first kind of came out and became like a big thing. Um, and I was like, ooh, it's on sale. I'm gonna get this for myself for Mother's Day because I want to know how Native American I am. Because I've always found it a really strange anomaly that I got blue eyes and my blood type, you know, just doesn't really make sense with my parents' blood type, but I'm this amazing anomaly. So I just want to know how much genetics I actually got from my dad. Mm. Right. And so then I got my test results back and it was, I, I truly seriously did not pay any attention to any of the relatives that were on there at all. Zero. I only went straight directly to the ethnicities. And I was like, huh, weird. These aren't what I thought that I was. Very bizarre. So I thought that I was going to find that I was German, Scottish, maybe some Italian and Native American. Instead, I found that I am German, Scottish, Welsh, um, Sardinian, um, Swedish, Irish, uh, Cameroon. Um, also German, uh, I did find that I am most of the things that I, I thought that I was, but that's my mother's side. But then the other side of my ethnicities made no sense to me. I was like, dad, the only thing that that could even like maybe have come up that you, you must not be native American because I mean, I went directly to their house when I got the results, I, I approached them and I said, listen, this, this is what my ancestry says that I am. So, and they're like, eh, that shit's wrong. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you know, believe that science. <laughs> they literally were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, science is usually wrong in my case. So, all right. <laughs> like, I just was like, wow. And I know that sounds so ignorant and stupid. And like, in hindsight, that is so ignorant and stupid. But my mind just was like, why would these people be lying to me? Obviously, like, this is wrong. They must have mixed it up with someone else's results. Right. Whatever. I went along on my merry way. All right. So, and that was 2012. How old were you then? Um, In 2012, I was 31. So I kept looking at ancestry. And then over the next few years, I started paying a little bit more attention to the relations and the people that were popping up. And I was like, wow, um, we have these first cousins that I have never met. Now, my backing up a little bit of time. My mother's brother, my uncle, um, was also infertile 
So they claimed. And my dad's brother really got around. He was really a ladies' man. And he has quite a few children floating around out there right. that we know of. So I'm like, wow, these cousins, though. And at that time, it didn't say whether it was maternal or paternal relations. Um, either your brother was not infertile and was having children with other people because there's all these like first and second cousins popping up that I don't recognize or your brother, dad was having lots of other kids that we really also don't know about. They're like, yeah, maybe, maybe that's possible. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so did, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had a reason for everything. Yeah. Now I'm going to throw a backwards wrench also at you in this story because I was mixed up at birth. I was born at Easton Hospital and I was mixed up at birth in the hospital. What do you mean you were mixed up? I was mixed up. I was given to another mother and another baby was given to my mom. And I actually met that family. So I know that this is actually true. Um, my mom had a cesarean. She was in the hospital for about five days and she had the right baby for the first like 48 hours. Um, and at that time, I don't know why, but I guess our ankle bracelets had fallen off and maybe a nurse put them on the wrong ankle. So our wrist bracelets and our ankle bracelets were like different bracelets. Mm. So they did have to actually do blood work to figure out which baby was which to switch us back. Oh, wow. So a little bit of me, even with like my grandmother saying that, like knowing that my grandmother said that in the back of my mind, I did always kind of wonder if there were other babies involved and maybe I still wasn't really with the right family, mm. wow. but it really didn't matter to me either. I was never a person that was like, Oh no, like I have to find where I belong. I really just was like, whatever, like that's your destiny. That's where you go. <laughs> like doesn't really matter. So a little bit of me when I was getting those ancestry results kind of still revolved around those thoughts that I knew that I was mixed up in the hospital at birth. There was no one from my mom's family that were on ancestry at that time at all, besides the people that were popping up that I did not know. Thank God they figured it out, huh? And it was only because your wrist and ankles didn't match, right? Otherwise, it would have been. Wrists and ankles didn't match. So they were like, hmm. We usually go by the ankle, but my mom was like, well, she was nursing. So she felt the difference because the other child and I have met the other girl. So it's so funny when we were about, I think we were about 12 years old and I met her at a carnival and I only knew who she was because I did know that she played the same sport that I played. Also, we were born on the same day and she was wearing a jacket with the same sport with her name on it. And I asked her if that's who she was. And that's how we met. And she knew about it also because her mother told her the same story. Oh, my God. That's such a cool, like, Disney movie moment, right? <laughs> yeah. We were literally in line to go on a carnival ride. And I was I was 12 or 13 years old. And I was like, are you, you know, so-and-so? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I always wondered if that was like, if you were really real. <laughs> and she's like, yep, really real. So weird. This is weird. <laughs> and were, were you like, it was your birthday, blah, blah, blah? Yes, we have the same birthday. And we look polar opposite. She actually has black hair and dark eyes. <laughs> Maybe a worse blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> so it would still also make sense that she would have been my dad's. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So getting back to your story. So what happened next? 
Um, so, you know, I went on, I, I asked my parents numerous times about these cousins and relations and I just kind of, you know, pretty much ignored it because I couldn't really put the pieces together. So everything that I had thought were still the things that I had questions about, but I just put in the back of my mind as if like, I'm never really going to get any real answers here. So it is what it is. And then, um, the next thing that happened in my lifeline of interesting events, I'll say, was Jen messaging me, telling me, oh, hey, I see that we have a connection on Ancestry. And uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have plenty of connections on Ancestry that don't make any sense. And on Ancestry, it said that she was likely a first cousin. So I went right back to the same scenario. Um, She told me she was in my area and she um, wanted to talk. I did speak to her. I talked to her on the phone. We did plan a meetup. And she had said that her parents, when she asked them, had confirmed, you know, that um, she was donor conceived. So she was wondering if maybe my dad was her donor. This is Jen, the one from Northern Michigan, the one we started out with. So I got my ancestry results back and I happened to be um, in Pennsylvania visiting family. And I was just kind of tossing and turning, not sleeping, five o'clock, look at my email. And there's my results. And it says there's someone that I've matched to who is... 29 has a 29% shared DNA with me. And, you know, immediately I was like, this is a sister. This has to be my sister. One of the three of my brothers uh, was also on ancestry and he and I only shared 27%. (laughs) And, and so it was very clear to me that if this person is, you know, even more closely related to me, clearly she is my sister. I knew that I wanted to approach my message to message to her with like with great care because I did not want to scare her away. I didn't want her blocking me like the cousin had. And so I basically I kept it kind of vague. I said, hey, my name's Jen. We matched as closely related on Ancestry. Um, I would really, really like to talk to you about this. Um, let me know if you're interested. And then, and then I did a bunch of furious Googling and I also found her on Instagram and I messaged her there too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I went about my day, which was like a very busy, you know, like family, there was like a high school graduation that I was going to. And it was just, it was, it was, t- it was just so much going on. And, uh, but I'm just obsessively watching my phone all day. And she wrote me back within, I don't know, five or six hours. And, you know, I had said something like, uh, I have something kind of big I want to talk to you about, but if you're not comfortable, I don't want to dump all this on you. And I think her message back was like, go ahead, dump away. Here's my cell number if you want to text me. (laughs) Which was like the exact opposite of the response from the first cousin and I was just relieved, so relieved. And so we started texting. And I I could tell that she didn't know she was donor conceived. And I was pretty sure that she was based on our shared matches. 
and what I knew about like the family names, her family names, and the family names of the biological family. She didn't match with my brother, which is on my mom's side. So I was trying to kind of just not, I didn't want to force it on her. You know, I, I, I told her that I was donor conceived and that I was looking for my biological family. And this is Crystal, the one who still lives in Pennsylvania and owns the hair salon. She wanted to help Jen find her biological father. So she called her dad. So I call up my dad. I'm like, dad, guess what? This girl could either be my first cousin, but like the CM or maybe that she is possibly a half sibling. And he's like, hmm, yeah, I don't know. I didn't donate. No, no, it wasn't me. Still, no one told me that they actually conceived or used any kind of fertility specialist. So I was just kind of like, all right, well, um, it's really strange that, you know, this girl is either a first cousin or a half sibling. Um, would your brother maybe have donated? Would your brother, mom, have maybe donated? That would make her my first cousin. And they both were kind of like, mm, probably not, but maybe. Like, I'm not really sure how that would how that would happen (laughs) and I don't know if they would really have donated or not but yeah I mean maybe people do crazy things this is literally the story that I got for like an entire two days so then I started really thinking about my parents relationship so my parents have been together since my mom was 14 years old and my dad was 17 years old um, they met in a small little town. My brother, or, um, my dad was doing lawn care for his brother. And that was my mom's next door neighbor that lived in a twin next door. So he was there every single week mowing the lawn and they, you know, started hanging out and that's, they've been together ever since. They got married at 18 years old when she was 18 and he was 21. And started trying to have kids right away and didn't get pregnant until she was 27. And how do you know that they tried to have kids right away? She told you at some point? Yeah. My mom told me like the whole story about how hard it was to get pregnant. And you know, that if I wanted to have children, you kind of have to start earlier because it took her really a long time to get pregnant. So I really thought that it was like an accumulation of tries to get pregnant, which is definitely not true. Um, (laughs) So I was, you know, I really was like, wow, like it could take a really long time to get pregnant. It took her a really long time to get pregnant. So when I started thinking about this as a 42 year old woman that she had been trying to get pregnant for 10 years of her life, I was like, Hmm, something's not, something's not adding up right now. And this is Jen, the one who lives in Michigan. And so, you know, we texted back and forth a bunch and she said, "Um, my dad says he was never a sperm donor. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, I I was like, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then we kind of, we were talking and she's like, I'm talking to my cousin about this. This is so crazy. And, um, she's like, do you want to meet? And I was like, yes. 
it, it was so strange that I had driven, you know, several days before driven the 800 miles from my home in Michigan to, you know, Eastern Pennsylvania to see my family. And I was staying in my in-laws house. And, you know, when I looked this person up who I'd matched with, it turns out she owns a hair salon like 10 minutes from where my in-laws live. Oh my God. And, you know, so I, I was just desperate to see her because I was leaving back for Michigan. I actually, one day was driving to, on this particular day, was driving through a town that I don't typically drive through, but it's like the town next door to my salon. Um, I had just picked up an order and I was driving back um, to the salon and I got a ping from Jen stating that she was very close to my salon and that, you know, she wanted to talk to me more about the situation and our relation. And did I want to arrange to meet up? So we actually arranged on that day and she happened to be in that town when I got that ping on Ancestry at the same exact time. We were in the same town, which was also very like just bizarre. Um, we decided to meet that night when I was finished with work at my salon. And I really wanted to meet her in person because I wasn't really sure if I thought she was my cousin or sibling or I felt like getting to know her or seeing her in person would solidify my thoughts. Um, so later that night when I was finished with work, she walked in and it was just like the twilight zone kind of hit me. My husband came also because Jen was bringing her husband and we were going to be in the salon by ourselves. We didn't know each other. I didn't know if this was real or, you know, what was actually happening or what is about to happen. Um, if anything. Um, and when I saw her face, I was kind of like, there's no possible way that I can walk around saying that or thinking that she is not a sister because I've never in my life actually met anyone who looked like me. So I want you, whatever you're doing right now, stop, go to my Instagram account. And that is NPE underscore life underscore podcast on Instagram. And I'm going to post a picture of Jen and Crystal side by side. And you'll see just how much these two look alike. It's insane. Go do it. Come back when you're done. Okay. I assume you're done. Now back to the story. This is Jen, the one visiting from Michigan. When I looked her up the day before, you know, I'm, I kind of went through some photos on her Instagram and just gobsmacked. You know, it was like looking at photos of myself. And, you know, I, I'm showing people because I had kind of this inner circle of friends and I'm, I'm sending these photos to people and they're like, that's not you. It, it was so creepy <laughs> and also so amazing. Um, really cool. And my husband and I drove over to her salon and her husband was there. You know, I was so, I was super nervous to see her, um, excited and nervous. And, you know, I, I spent a long time thinking about my outfit <laughs> 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 before I left. 
And uh, when we saw one another, we just like hugged and we were chatty right away. We just, you know, it just felt really normal and natural, but also so strange because it felt that way. And she and I, you know, we're over by her chair and she's finishing up a client and we're, we're talking through the, what's going on. And I think that client had never been more scared <laughs> in her life <laughs> hearing the story that we were telling. Um, you know, she, that person went home and, you know, had the best story to tell <laughs> her friends and family that she had in a long time. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think it had sunken in for her that first day that we met that she was donor conceived. Cause I didn't, you know, I didn't, I wanted her to kind of talk to her family and, and see if, if, you know, they had, they wanted to tell her when my husband and I went to leave, um, you know, sh she and I kind of were standing together next to one another in front of our two husbands and they kind of look at each other like this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life you know like it's like looking at that a, a version of my spouse and mm -hmm. you know we're both talking with our hands and you know just like very gregarious and um yeah like same mannerisms and and kind of speech patterns and stuff I think and it <laughs> So looking at this person that I don't even know, and actually our mannerisms are even crazily alike. So I'm talking to her and we have the same hand motions and we kind of have the same expressions and we, we, we definitely have really a lot of similarities for not being raised together. And even our inflection of words and things that we say are very much the same. And we had never met a day in our lives. So that night at the salon, seeing each other, doing the genetic mirroring, they were absolutely convinced that they were half-sisters. So they knew they were half-sisters, but they didn't know how they were half-sisters. Jen knew she was donor-conceived, but there was still a mystery to be solved. Before we left the salon, I said, you know, I'm going to I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to find I'm I'm on a search for the bio, my, my biological father. And, you know, would you like to come along in this ride with me? And she was like, oh, for sure. You know, like, I love a good story. <laughs> it took off from there. We just we helped one another figure out who the biological dad was. On the next episode of Missing Pieces. NPE Life. Hey, don't forget, if you want to get in touch with Don, you can email him at donnpe at icloud.com. I don't know why I'm talking about myself in third person. Please forgive me. I'd like to thank Lisa Poggi for playing both parts in the phone skit, the mom and the daughter. And as always, thank Billy Sullivan of Sully Stone Music for all the music on today's episode. Please leave a review for my podcast on Apple Podcasts. And also, I want to say, if you're still listening, Canada. What's up, Canada? Used to be my number two country. Now Australia is kicking your ass. What's up, man? Spread the word up in Canada. Yeah, Australia is like zoomed up in listenership. I don't know what's going on down under, but keep it up, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next episode of Missing Pieces, MPE Live.